0: What's up, everybody? How's everybody doing? Happy Thursday. We've got a topic that's near and dear to my heart. A lot of experience with that. What's up? How's it going? Let me give it a few seconds here, let people file in. But uh, today we are talking about nostalgia. And then uh, next week we'll be talking about something else that has been requested for a while now, which is the. Perfect in my mind. Anyway, what I would consider to be a perfect or a very well-built MMORPG and how I would design it overall and uh, Yeah, I'm gonna try to gather questions throughout the week on my discord to, to add to that so that we can get a little more of a clear picture on uh, the, the key points of an MMORPG we want to hit, because, I mean, des- we can't design mm-hmm. an entire MMO on stream. That would take forever, like, even if we're just talking about it. So hit key points, such as combat, uh, uh, obviously, like, what kind of engine would be used, um, skill systems, player progression, open world, stuff like that. So that'll be next week, uh, and that's that's the plan. But today... We are going to be talking about nostalgia. And nostalgia is a wonderful thing, but it can also be a trap, which is something that I want to talk about. And we're going to go into a couple few different um, points of life about nostalgia. Obviously, gaming will be one of them. But overall, I'm talking about when you feel nostalgic about things, you can fall into a trap where you go into a headspace and you go into a mentality of living in the past which is something i'm quite guilty of uh throughout my life and i I still struggle with uh pretty badly from time to time but then i i'm doing my best to to look forward live in the now and uh be present as it were uh I, i shudder to think how much time i have spent in the past and i think especially with uh the absolute shit show of a culture and a society we live in in the west now it's very it's even easier to fall into that kind of trap because we have a lot of idle idle time idle minds on our hands uh these days so uh welcome 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 and let's just uh let's just get into it i mean it's nice i don't have to wait as much for people now that i'm doing these podcasty type streams because they're all going to be on i still don't have last week's episode on spotify yet because it's been a bitch to get it edited and downloaded for some reason this one's just been weird so i will have that up though tomorrow for sure as well as this one up tomorrow for sure because now instead of relying on youtube to let me download the audio I'm just recording the audio on Audacity while I while I stream, so it makes it a lot simpler and I can get that done a lot quicker. So that's the plan. But uh, yeah, let's talk about nostalgia because nostalgia has, for me, um, played a really huge role in my life. I'm a very nostalgic person, um, especially with like items. Things and places really make me feel certain things about maybe people or events that happen that are are long past Um, music is a huge one i know music is a very common nostalgic factor to uh, a lot of people and of course we have smells any of your senses can trigger heavy nostalgia and again i want to i want to reiterate that nostalgia in and of itself is not a bad thing it's a very cathartic thing it's a very It can make you feel quite good. Um, You know, that means good things have happened to you and the world isn't all shit, you know, when you feel nostalgic. Uh, A trap you can fall into, though, is where you lose the present and your future because you're too busy living in the past. So let me give you a little bit of a background uh, on some of the ways that I've been trapped by nostalgia. At first in my life then i'll go into some gaming stuff as well when i was a kid um man <clears throat> i was a kid with my fucking head in the clouds i was always daydreaming always pretending i was in some uh fantasy world from a game i've been playing like you know super metroid or final fantasy 2 or i guess technically final fantasy 4 final fantasy 6 on super nintendo um but as a kid, I never really thought about the past, which makes sense because as a kid, you don't really have one, right? What's up, Romagus? Welcome, man. Uh, I try not to indulge in feelings of nostalgia. Uh, feelings of nostalgia are good, but it can be like a drug. So it's everything in moderation, right? So uh, back to my story. As I grew up, right, I, I um, over time became like a, a skateboarder and I was skateboarding all the time with my friends some of the best times in my fucking life, man, were when I was a kid. And we would just, all that mattered, right, as a kid was, you didn't have responsibilities, you didn't have a job, you didn't have a, a spouse or a partner or a, um, you know, a, a family member to take care of or anything for the most, for most people anyway. You just, how were you going to have fun today, right? What was going to entertain you for the day? And for me, nine times out of 10, it was skateboarding for most of the afternoon. You know, this is after school or during the summer all day and then when I get home either have a sleepover with my friends you know where we stay up late playing video games or I just stay at home by myself and play video games until I fell asleep and just rinse repeat the next day right and one of the sad realities is everyone talks about the good old days and the most probably it's a double-edged sword it's really good and at the same time it really sucks that when you're in the good old days, when you're living the good old days, you don't realize that that's what they are. You don't realize it till years later and you are actually, you know, having to have a job and having to go to college and having to pay bills and having to, you know, clean your own house and your own shit and deal with relationship problems with friendship issues, uh, that sort of thing. You know, plan your retirement. <laughs> Uh, take care of a pet that's yours, you know, as opposed to if you fuck up and you have a pet as a kid, your parents helped you make sure the pet didn't die. Um, things like that. Uh, for me it was a, there was a bit of a special case though because I went to when I was just finished my freshman year of high school and the summer right before I went into sophomore year, it was the end of the summer and my family moved to an entirely different town, 120 miles away. And so I had to start from scratch, of because uh, I didn't know anybody in this new place. No one knew me, and you know you have to deal with the high school politics and all the bullshit, and you know the hierarchies. and And I was just done with it at that point. I didn't give a fuck. I was like, I don't care about this new place. I don't care about the people here. I don't care to get to know anybody here. My entire life, my entire social circle, you know, is 120 miles southeast of where I am now. And to be fair, I did make some really good friends. In fact, one of the guys uh, that was on one of my first podcasts, my first podcast is old. Uh, I met him uh, in the new town. He was a gamer nerd, wasn't a skateboarding kid. I met him and we're actually hanging out. He's coming to my state next month. Uh, So we're going to get to hang out for a few days. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. But. I got really nostalgic for years about where I grew up, about the old friends, the old places we used to go skate, the old, you know, my old life. And I, I it got obsessive to the point that that's all I could think about. You know, like it, it really limited my ability to make friends or to be nice to anyone in the new town. Uh, made me really angry at my parents that I had to, that I moved to a new place. So it was overall very, very it became, it went beyond, you know, into obsession beyond just a uh, longing into a straight up obsession. And then, cause when I would go to my old town for a visit, you know, after I got my driver's license and I started being able to drive down there, I, I felt at home, I felt happy. And then, but I knew I had to go back to the shithole that I lived in. Right. So I was, I, I, that's where I really started to become super reclusive. I was always an introverted kid, but I, I became super reclusive at that point. And then the day I graduated from high school, I went back, I moved back to where I was before and tried to pick up where I left off, which of course isn't possible because the last two years uh, that I was away, two and a half years, like everybody, you know, had formed some slightly new circles, getting into some new things. I wasn't there to be in on the inside jokes that happened at school, you know, for the two years. And I did my best to put together and I still, even when I was there, even though I was happier and I was having fun again, I was very still. Like, felt like I missed out, and I still longed for times and situations and people and events that I wasn't there for. And I didn't realize how how much I had obsessed over it, and it impacted me until like years and years years later, uh, where I would be thinking a song would come on. Oh, I totally forgot that this. I've got to fix this real quick. My title let's 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 fix the title here but the uh, the song would come on and a song would come on like a final fantasy 7 or a chrono trigger or an rpg and it would remind me so much of that town and the people there and it would i'd get taken back and i think that's something that um uh music can really do for a lot of people is take you back to easier times what we consider better times um yeah, I fixed that. All right. So that's that's fixed. I for, totally forgot to change the title in the YouTube video. If you're listening to this on Spotify, you won't even see it. It makes no difference to you. So whatever. Anyway, moving on. Um, it's – I became – I started living in the past a lot. It got even worse when I, I, I went on um, – this is back when I was still a religious person. I went on a mission for my church to another state, you know, to, to, to teach about Jesus and shit, because <laughs> that was all pressure from my parents to do so. I never was really interested. And you're supposed to go for two years, and I only went for one and said, fuck this and left and bounced. But the whole time I was there, all I could think about was not being there, was being back with my friends, being back in a place where I felt like I was myself. Uh, and even today... Like it's very easy to look at the past from music. Like, I, I constantly say things like I miss the 90s and I, and I do. I'm very nostalgic for the 90's and the 80s and the early 2000s. and but it's not the time the the actual year that made the difference or even so much like what technology we had or anything like that. It was more the the experiences and the people, right? Because somewhere when you get too trapped in nostalgia, you lose the present and you think that you think that uh, nothing you do, um, now or in the future will ever be as good as what happened in the past and if you think that way it certainly won't right um, don't matter says you would have been by far the coolest bible kid in the group in any group for that matter thanks man I appreciate it yeah I was I got into a lot of trouble I was while I was out there because when you're out there you're not supposed to own you're not supposed to hold on little Raz is being a shit let me grab him Uh, you're not supposed to own like anything that can distract you from talking about Jesus, right? And I had a I had a Game Boy Advance and convinced the other guys in my group to get one, and we just sat there playing Golden Sun and shit. <laughs> and uh, we it was funny, man. We we uh, built jumps for our cars, and we just we just fucked around. We were 19 year old kids, 20 year olds, you know, and. We just uh, fucked around. It was, it was, it was funny as shit. Uh, I even remember once. Hold up. uh, Once me and um, the guy that the other Bible guy that was like my companion, right? We were living in the same apartment. We wanted to fuck with all the other because you get shifted around in the state, so other like um, missionaries or whatever come to your place when you're done with it, and we thought it would be funny to. uh, We made a bong. And we, we tried smoking all kinds of shit out of this bong. But the, our, our biggest goal was to make it look like we were getting stoned all the time. And then we hid the bong in a very obvious place so that whoever came next would find it. And, you know, be like, what the fuck? What were these guys doing? Uh, We didn't follow any of the rules. And a year in, I was just like, I'm done with this, man. Like, I can't. I don't believe in this. Um. Like, uh, I still believed in God at that point, but I was like, I just don't, this is not my calling. This is not what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. But anyway, back, uh, even thinking back to nostalgia, this, this actually segues in pretty well because I think one of the biggest things that causes us to get trapped in nostalgia is we tend to forget the really shitty stuff in the past, right? The really shitty stuff that's happened to us, we tend to bury and not think about very much because it's over. We're like, thank God that's over, and we just tuck it away. Which, by the way, <laughs> everyone does it. And therapy can help a lot. Uh, but uh, you tuck the really bad shit away, and the really good stuff you exaggerate, right? It's really easy to exaggerate that in your head and in your mind's eye. Razi, that's enough. He, I got him a new toy today, and he, uh, I, I, I hit it. During this, it's up on my desk. During this, the the podcast stream, so he can't make it. He doesn't make a bunch of noise, and he's looking for it. And he, for some reason, thinks it's in the wall. But he's getting old, man. Thirteen this September. But anyway, (laughs) back on point. We we tend to think of things not as they really were, uh, or better than they really were. And then the things that were really bad, we tend to actually say that wasn't that bad after a while, right? Uh, it's not all things, some things. I mean, I can still safely say when I look back, uh, I don't get nostalgic about my marriage. And if I think back on it, I'm like, yeah, that was pretty bad. That was pretty terrible. There's no dark glasses on. That was that was just a shitty time to be alive for me. Uh, I look back at when I was diagnosed with cancer. Yeah, that was bad. Uh, I don't think I'm blowing that out of proportion at all. But yeah, we uh, we definitely view the good things through rose-tinted goggles, and we get—it's very easy to get trapped there. Uh, into video games, right? Like, some of the funnest times I ever had in MMORPGs, for example, was because of the relationships formed, not just because of the game. Granted, the games back then were a lot better than they are now, but—and that's just my opinion. But we— I look back at when I was playing Assurance Call or uh, Dark Age of Camelot or World of Warcraft, Burning Crusade, and Wrath of the Lich King. And, man, I, I fucking miss those times. And I think part of the reason why we get nostalgic is because we start to... Remember back to when we were just learning something, right? When we were experiencing something new uh, or something for the first time. You don't often hear about people in their 60s and 70s or 80s. I mean, I'm sure it happens, but probably not that often. Being nostalgic about when they were 40 or 50 or 30 as much. Even people in their 60s and 70s get nostalgic about their teenage years, their childhood years. We all do. That's the prime time we get the most nostalgic about, right? Uh, from prepubescence all the way until early um, early to mid twenties. Usually, your twenties. It kind of stops after you hit thirty, where you don't get as nostalgic. And it's because the the neural pathways we have in our brain get developed when you do things for the first time. And the older you get, the fewer new things you ha- you have to discover in terms of. Cognitive ability in terms of, you know, brain to physical to that sort of thing, which is why when also when you're a kid, time seems to move really slowly. And when you're an adult, it seems to go by in a blink because it feels time feels to slow down when your neural pathways are being developed. But when they're already developed and you're just using those same lanes over and over and over again uh, for certain things you don't experience new things as often new mental and physical sensations aren't as common and they get less and less common as you age. So it seems like time just bam, you know, just, just goes by very, very quickly, which makes us nostalgic for when we felt things were going slow. Now earlier, uh, Romagus, you chimed in and said, you you try not to indulge in feelings of nostalgia. Um, indulge, is probably a good word there because indulging i think you is a kind of a deeper word than just experience it i don't think anyone is capable of never feeling nostalgic about anything ever um so many great soundtracks from video games make me nostalgic about when i was a kid um such as uh uh for example chrono trigger zelda soundtracks final fantasy soundtracks um Mega Man X soundtracks from games that were on, like, you know, um, Super Nintendo, regular Nintendo, uh, Nintendo 64, uh, the PlayStation, PlayStation 2, and the really, the, the stuff when I was still a kid, right? Another example. Uh, Romagna says, nostalgia happens. Some people seek it. I let it happen. I try to seek it. Yeah. That's a very good philosophy to have. I I I've gotten a lot better at not trying to seek it as opposed to when I was younger. But then you know, then there's other like songs. Like if I hear songs from the 90s, you know, like or early 2000s like um uh you know, Nirvana, um you know, some 41, uh, Blink-182, Bush, uh Beck, Green Day. Uh, into you know, Lincoln Park, things like that. It makes me super nostalgic for what I was doing or what I was experiencing in life when I was listening to that music frequently, like when it was the normal in current music. And I, I kind of like I, I'll say it again. I kind of shiver and shake to wonder how much of my present life, throughout my life, I've wasted, wishing I could go back because you you can't. You, you just, you fucking can't. And that's where, that's where nostalgia can trap you. Uh, so it says all those bands serve some kind of mental milestone for me. Yeah, exactly. So we, we reach these, these milestones and we, we assign, you know, an, uh, an intricate value to it where you learned a lesson or you did something for the first time, or you made a friend or you and a friend or you and a family member or you and a girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever had a certain experience. And anytime that song comes on, that's the that's the first thing it's gonna go to, your mind's gonna go to because it has a mental tie with like something physical, like a song, you know, that you can own and have has a tie to something that happened. And we call it a lot in the in the acting business, marrying the physical to the um to the verbal. And that just is a is an analogy. That's what makes you able to memorize lines and where to move on stage so well is if someone just told you where you're moving on stage, it would be hard to memorize. If someone just told you what to say, it would be hard to memorize. But when you marry the two, you move here and say this, your brain memorizes and takes pictures in such a way that... I move on this line i say this here i go you know that person moves over there when they say that and it becomes a dance that to the audience seems natural but to you you know it's pre-programmed and, and rehearsed and practiced right yep the convergence of experiences reinforces those neural pathways exactly and as i stated earlier the the more we age the less neural pathways we have the uh, we i mean the less neural pathways we continue to form anew that's why, like I said earlier, you don't see people and there's really old people and being nostalgic about their 40s or 30s. Those still people are nostalgic about the same things, that w- the same time periods of their lives that we are, which is when we were first forming those neural pathways. Uh, Augustinus Demas, what's up? Welcome. How you doing? We're just talking about the uh, nostalgia here and getting uh, how it can become a trap, right? Um, I mean, so I'm interested. I've kind of given um, a little bit of backstory here. For those of you in chat, how much time do you think in your life you've wasted living in the past, uh, being missing the past, and reflecting on... It's good to reflect on things and lessons learned, and it's good to remember great memories and friends that are not in your life anymore and, and times that changed your life but how much time do you think was wasted where it goes beyond just simply remembering and you know cracking a smile or laughing a bit about something that happened or an experience you had as opposed to obsessing over it cuz i know for for years i was on the obsessive side when it comes to the past i was convinced Uh, that I would never, that the the best times of my life were over, right? That I had done it. Even though objectively, uh, anyone could see that, you know, as someone in my late 20s and then on into my 30s, I was much more successful, much more wealthy, in a much better place, way more experience, uh, you know, in those times than I was as a kid. But for some reason you know, if someone brought, and the answer wouldn't always be yes, but a lot of times it would be if someone brought a magic, you know, big red fucking button that I could just press and they go, Hey, you can press a button. Bam. Go back to being, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, whatever back where you were, uh, I'd press it. And I don't know about you guys. I don't know if you guys would, would press that button, but it's, um, it gets pretty it gets pretty tough sometimes and i think i think even more so if you're like me and you're in your 40s i mean i'm almost 40 i'm not quite 40 but if you're in your 30s late 20s to all your 30s to early 40s right if you're in that age range and you've seen how fucking degenerate and how shitty and how corrupt the world has become in such a short period of time it's no wonder that we miss going back we, and then on top of that, when you see how fucking terrible most AAA video game titles are when they come out, uh, how you miss um, the days when those when, when the, the big companies were making fantastic games. You get nostalgic about the games that actually were worth a damn. Same thing with movies. And, uh, you know, almost... of what Hollywood produces now is propagandized bullshit, full of woke dog crap, and you just, you're not even worth spending two cents to watch, let alone the 18 fucking dollars now it costs for a ticket, Uh, you know, and so you get nostalgic about films of the past, and you know, a lot of them, if you go back and watch them, they still hold up, and then if, you know, and then it goes into things like other things that we love that have been infiltrated, such as um, comic books, comic books and uh, superheroes and and trading cards and shit like that. They've all been infiltrated and turned into dog shit too. So you get nostalgic about how things used to be. Um, Romagus says, I don't live too much in the past. I was always told they were going to be the best times in my life and I believed it. I haven't been able to create a better present. I, 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 don't, I don't think you're the minority there, Romagus. I, I think very few people are able have been able to create a better present because we have certain factors now in the present that we didn't have present back then that's a tongue twister for you but uh for example it's harder to make something better now than it was in the past when your primary goal isn't just hanging out with your friends and having fun and fucking around now it's paying bills make sure you have a roof over your head taking care of the people in your life that matter to you taking care of pets if you have any right shit like that I think the horrors of today are a result of my generation relying too much on nostalgia. Interesting. That's that's an interesting point. Yeah. It's propaganda using nostalgia as the main vector. I mean, that's extremely true that, um, yeah, everything's a fucking sequel, right? Everything's a sequel or a spinoff. There are no original ideas anymore. So we're not alone, right, boys? A lot of people are <laughs> so nostalgic because they know the past is fucking better. So they <laughs> they're they like, dude, we'll just make money off people's nostalgia for when things didn't suck. That's a lot easier than having a new idea. It's a lot easier than making something new, right? <laughs> so, uh, no, I, I, I totally I totally 110% agree on that. Like, that's... And it's, uh, I mean, shit. Today we can't even, most, not most people. Most people aren't fucking as indoctrinated and retarded as it seems. The loudest people are the most retarded. Uh, but, like, uh, we have people now in this world that can't even tell you what a woman is. Right? And they know. They're not stupid. They do actually know what one is. They're just afraid to actually say the truth. But... More on that later. Yeah, the nostalgia can be a trap. Example, you know, the Resident Evil Four on PS2 now will be a remake in 2023 on the next gen. The announcement of uh, on State of Play. Yeah, I did see that. And you know what? They are we surprised? I mean, we have uh, we had the Resident Evil Two remake, which was good. We had the Resident Evil Three remake, which was eh, mediocre. But Resident Evil Three, to be fair, was kind of a mediocre game to begin with. Um, we have. You know, we did the remake of Final Fantasy VII, but I don't think so much that that was about nostalgia. I mean, nostalgia is how they marketed it; they took advantage of it because they didn't really tell people what was what it was really in it—that it was a reimagining and not a remake. But um, but they definitely used nostalgia to sell it, because uh, you know, companies, big corporations aren't stupid; they know times are are are, are shit now compared to back then. Um, they know companies... They know shit was better back then. They know it's much harder to develop something good uh, and new. A new idea. So it's just easier to make money hand over fist taking you back to the good old days, right? Yeah, the bombing mission was practically one-to-one in the 7 remake Remagas. You're right. And that's what the demo was. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, that was that was as playing on nostalgia to make sales as it fucking gets. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, they, they're not dumb. They knew that if the demo went into even another 20 minutes into the game, the actual game, their sales wouldn't have been near as high. Uh, so I find it we can. And, and the thing is too, is when you, when you get into a, a trap of nostalgia, when you, when you fall under its spell and you're obsessed with it, <clears throat> you'll find you'll sabotage things in the present because they just, the things in the present don't seem to measure up to what was in your mind's eye, right? About something in the past. Perfect example, you may be, I don't know, um, let's say you're in a relationship uh, and it's a new relationship, right? And then you, if you, if you fall into the trap of not necessarily comparing it to an older relationship, but like thinking back about how you felt the first time you were ever in love with somebody, right? It's obviously not going to measure up because all you're remembering about the first relationship is something that A isn't tangible anymore, happened 20, 30 years ago, and you don't, <clears throat> you know, you don't have a realistic view of it. Um, you know, and we see the same shit with, uh, you know, like when you, if you hang out with a friend from the old days, right? If you're still friends with somebody from your childhood, from your past, and you hang out with them and you're reminded of all these, uh, yeah, you're right. The first relationship was also built on na- naivete. That's a hundred percent correct too. Uh, but like, you know, you, Hang out with friends and you you reminisce with them about times when you were teenagers or kids and the, sh- the trouble you used to get into, the shit you used to pull. And you're sitting there, oh man, if we could just go back, that would be so fun. But at the same time, it's, you're viewing something, who you were then was a completely different person. And I think that's the biggest thing that that trap can do to you is it can stop you from growing now it can stop you from taking risks now it can stop you from having any hope for the present or the future it can quite frankly stop you from living your life because you're at this point you're just a shell you're just a shell living you know but your your heart and your mind and your soul is living in a time that doesn't exist anymore uh and I find that interesting too, and this is going to get pretty fucking deep, <laughs> but uh, it kind of has to do with nostalgia. You know how people say that um, funerals are for the living, right? Uh, the dead person doesn't care, doesn't know, doesn't doesn't give a shit. They're dead. They, they, they can't give a shit. Uh, they say funerals are for the living, you know, where they remember you and, and, and talk about the the good the good times and stuff. But I think one of the reasons why the death, the passing of someone that you know, uh, is so hard on the people left alive is not just because you're not there anymore. I think it's also because any memory, right, uh, that you have of that person, that you shared with that person, not just had of them, but shared of them. So let's say your friend died, right, and you guys were inseparable in your childhood and your youth. And there were certain things you guys did together and experienced where it was just you two, right? Well, when that friend dies, um, yeah, exactly. Remagus, a PCU dies with them because you're losing. You are now the sole bearer of that memory. Nobody else, um, was there. No one else knows that experience of what it felt like in that moment and experienced things exactly like you and your friend did. Which then means when you die, that event might as well have not have fucking happened. If that makes sense. Uh, how many people have come and gone on this planet? And we have no idea even the smallest details of their lives. Because let's face it, less than 0.1% of all the people that have ever lived on this planet are remembered. right? And I mean remembered by people that didn't know them by the by, the masses, right? So people like, obviously, like Albert Einstein, he'll be remembered because of some shit that he did. You know, Martin Luther King, um, presidents of the United States and, and other dictators and, uh, you know, leaders in other countries and famous figures, you know, Thomas Edison, shit like that. People like that are remembered because they had a huge historical impact. But everyone in your life, including yourself, had, whether you know it or not, big impacts on other people in your life but once you're gone and they're gone those events might not have ever happened which is what i think the real point and the real meaning behind leaving a legacy behind means a lot of people think leaving a legacy behind means you you leave your bloodline and you're you have kids and then they have kids and, and whatnot that's just biological dna you're leaving behind right a real legacy is what you leave behind that changes reality for other people that didn't know you for the better, right? Obviously you want it to be for the better. Uh, I mean, there are people that did shit not for the better, you know, like Hitler, for example, um, Stalin, you know, uh, but even the smallest thing, if added change, that's, that's your legacy. You know, like if you le- left a book or you wrote a book or you did a movie or you wrote a show or you, did something doesn't have to make you super famous but if it impacted a small group of people you left a legacy legacy is not just bloodline and i know we kind of got off on a tangent there but it's 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 very very interesting to to see if we if we let nostalgia trap us to where we're living in the past because if you're living in the past you're living in a period of time that's unchangeable you can't go back and change it you can't see it perfectly as it happened you can't re-experience it you can just re-fire those neurons those those pathways that haven't been touched for a while temporarily and it kind of gives you a high right kind of gives you a kick but it's it's not sustainable it doesn't last and uh, yeah a devil's advocate says remember and remembered for all the wrong reasons these days because reading wikis and books are too hard to get facts straight for some people yeah well facts are too hard for some people devil and how you doing man that's why i thought it was sad uh i resonate says uh, that's why i thought it was sad in Shadowbringers when uh Ardbert was reminiscing about a memory of him and his friends riding the elevator and then he says but no one remembers that but me exactly that's exactly what that's referring to you can't even live in it. It's at best an illusion living in the past. Exactly. You're not living at all. If you're in the past, you're not living at all. Uh you're you're somewhere else and you've gone to a place that no one else can follow you. And you've gone to a place that you can't change. And it's it's even it's almost like having a time machine, but you can only go back to the moments that you remember you can't go back to moments you don't remember in time you can only go back to moments you can remember you can't interact or talk to or do anything with any of the people or manipulate any of the physical environment at all you just have to watch and only to the best of your your memory right you can only watch things and to me a few minutes of that that feels good and it it makes you smile right but if you're doing that all the time, that's that. I can't think of anything else that sound would sound like more torture, right? Like you just torture yourself, longing for times long gone, people that are not in your life anymore. Uh, r- regardless of whether they're your friends or they passed away, whether they're you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, you get stuck there, right? And, you know, there'll be things like, oh, man, be nostalgic and and taking things from your past. You know, that's how fucking Batman was created, right? (laughs) He couldn't get over his parents' death. So he fucking became a ninja billionaire and killed people. Not killing people, but beating the shit out of people. I know it's an extreme example, but uh, it obviously had an impact on a lot of people's lives. (laughs) The word nostalgia, uh, etymologically, I haven't heard that word before oh etymologically yeah is shared with pain etymologically that's a phonetic dictionary that bitch but no yeah it's it's because even i mean if you if you think of a bad memory it's painful right it's kind of funny look at it this way this is kind of funny it just occurred to me if you relive or think of a a bad experience or a, a painful memory right the the memory is painful but if you got over it, if you if it's not in your life anymore, for example, for me, my ex-wife, right? I look back at my marriage I'm like, that's painful. Those are some painful mer- memories that happened there. But the fact that it's over brings relief, brings appreciation that I'm not dealing with that anymore. But yet, if you look back at a happy memory, uh, it feels good. But then, if you dwell on it, it then turns into pain because you can't, you don't experience it anymore. You don't have it anymore, right? Double edged sword. Superman 2, he couldn't let go of his past, his his purpose. Yeah. I mean, a shit man, if Batman and Superman are the products of nostalgia, it shows how powerful that that shit is. I mean,. You can even, authors, you can even see write heavy loads of nostalgia from their own life into their books. Um, I don't know if you can hear the scratching. It's Razi in the background. He thinks the toy I took from him is in the wall, and it's not. It's on my desk. Rosie, that's enough. <laughs> Fucking dog, man. Um, 1726, morbid longing to return to one's home or native country. Severe homesickness considered as a disease. Yeah. Uh, bump the mic. Yeah, it can be debilitating. It can bring you to your knees, man. Nostalgia can really bring you down. And I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of living in the past. I I wouldn't be surprised if, if you could quantify it if I've wasted a solid like all the time put together that I've spent that kind of shit doing that kind of shit. At least a couple of years of my life. Just wasting. R- Razi may be using his mind's eye. Have you considered that? Little R- 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 Raz doesn't even have a mind, so I I I think it's kind of be kind of tough. He's a he's a creature of instinct, <laughs> a creature of instinct and stupidity. <laughs> but no, he's I'm just happy he's still alive, right? Uh, so before we wrap up the stream here, because we're we're coming up on the end here, uh, what I want to talk about. I'm interested, those of you in chat, what do you, what do you guys do to not dwell in nostalgia? And what can we do as human beings to make today and tomorrow better than yesterday? He's prying open his third eye. So, think about that. If you're listening, if you're watching, and you don't necessarily have to answer right now. What can you do to appreciate the good things that have happened, be grateful for them. Don't just bury the bad past. Deal with it. If with therapy too, if if necessary. Resolve it. Let it go. Let go of the bad things. Just let go of them. They don't serve you at all anymore. Other than remember the lessons you learned from them, but don't don't live with the bad. And how can we make today and tomorrow just as good as back then? And I think a lot of us, we mistake just as good with the same, right? How do we make the present or tomorrow the same, feel the same as the good old days? And you can't do that. It'll never be the same. Uh, It'll never be like it was. We can't go back. So what can we do to make sure that we're living today and for tomorrow, we're living for today and tomorrow and not for the past and not in the past because it's a damn hard thing to do. It's really hard to especially when you a song comes on or you, uh, you play a game or you uh, meet up with an old friend or a smell. You know, you smell something that reminds you or you go somewhere where a bunch of shit happened in your past a place. It's really hard to not dwell on it dwell on it and get stuck and start doing comparisons having a task in the present and applying purpose i think is a good way says romega solidify a moral code and pass that on and teach the next generation how to adapt adapt it rather than dismiss it i agree with that 100% i think um, i'm 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 a zillennial, so i'm half gen x half millennial in that small 2 year window where they went one of either direction um i think gen x um, failed my generation. I think that the boomers failed Gen X. I think that my generation failed the millennials. And the millennials failed, uh, have definitely failed Gen Z a, a large, on a large scale. Um, with in regards to what you were saying, uh, Romagus has kind of been every man for himself for a long time. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just been a domino effect. Like you say, a cascade, it's, it's, uh, there's not a whole lot we can do. We obviously can't change the past, but we can definitely try to pass on wisdom and knowledge to the kids going forward. If you choose to be a parent, be a good one, right? Don't be your child's friend, be your child's parent, uh, protect them from shit and tell them the truth. Don't try to make them think the way you do. That's the biggest, that's another bigger problem is people aren't, um, thinking, uh, people are taught these days what to think and not how to think. Make sure we're teaching critical thinking skills, uh, skills that actually will help them in their life and not just tell them they're special snowflakes that are fucking infallible and could do no wrong. Cause they're not special. Even if they're your kids, I know you'll, if it's your kid, you think they're special. They're not, they're the same fucking decaying shit as everyone else. Um, the men who are about to be forged in a hard time will have to be the ones to solidify a new moral code, pass on it, and not disma- dismiss it. Exactly, right? We're in the in the um, hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. Cycle. We're 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 at the end of weak men create hard times, and we're right we're into the hard times now. So it's. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the rest of my lifetime. I'll do what I can, but it's not really my war at this point uh, as much as it would have, it would be if I was in my twenties, right. Or in my, my teens and twenties, I'm sure I'll be 40 in less than a half, in a half a year. So it's, it's just, it's, it's just, it is what it is. But one thing you did say, Romagus that I wanted to touch on right there before we end it is um there's, Looking forward to, you said, having a task in the present, right? So that's kind of looking forward to something. I think the biggest thing that – the biggest gateway to getting stuck in nostalgia is having no point, having no purpose now, and having nothing to look forward to, which I think is people, especially dudes in our age range, so between the ages of mid-20s to early 40s. Definitely don't feel like they have a purpose. Definitely don't have things to look forward to. And that's what makes us so nostalgic about the past. Is Because when you're a kid, even though the things you were looking forward to were so simple and mostly entertainment value items, uh, we had something to look forward to every day, every week. Where, where now it's not uncommon for me, I noticed. I was actually thinking about this the other day. It's not uncommon ever since I got into my 30s for me to not have something to look forward to for months, sometimes a year at a time, right? Like something I'm really looking forward to going to, or being at, or being a part of. And it's, that's idle, idle minds and idle hands create a gateway to nostalgia and living in the past and to your own destruction and your own depression. Personally, being sad. Isn't that depressing? Having nothing to look forward to leads to suicidal ideation. Hunter stops and being prime simple. Exactly. Sadness is temporary and passes. Depression can last forever because it has a root cause that can't heal on its own. So if you're sad because your dog died, right, eventually you'll get over it. If you're sad because you lost money, eventually you'll get more money and get over it. Like the natural course of time will correct things that you're just sad about. But if you're fucking depressed because of idle hands and an idle mind, time won't heal that. You've got to do something about it. And I, I've said it a couple times already. Therapy can really help if you find a good therapist. The good therapists are hard to fucking find. But find a good therapist, self-reflect, meditate, focus on finding something to live for. You're right, Ramagas. That is despair. And it's it's engulfing. It's a black hole if you get sucked into it. So what's up, Ram dude? You jumped in here right at the fucking end, man. But no worries. Now that this is a podcasty type stream on Thursdays especially... Uh, you can watch what you missed and leave comments in the comment section to contribute. Um, and in fact, if we get enough people commenting, uh, at when you know on the YouTube at least, obviously I can't do this when it's up on Spotify because you can't comment on Spotify. At least I don't think you've never seen it, but um, you can go into the comments, and I think in the next show, if a if a really good comment was brought up before we explore the new um before we explore the new next topic which by the way the next topic is going to be an mmorpgi design uh what I, how i would design it but i will read good comments from the previous episode on the next episode just to kind of give people a refresher who missed it but uh everybody very 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 good discussion i really enjoyed it um if you if you just came in here at the end please please uh, give the whole thing a watch. It'll be watchable the instant I close the stream. It'll be up and you can watch it. Leave a comment, contribute to the discussion. If you leave a good comment and a good insightful comment, uh, I will read it next week on the next stream before we get started on the new topic. Um, But yeah, guys, don't get trapped in nostalgia. It's good to be reflective. It's good. There's nothing wrong with missing the old times. There's nothing wrong with longing for the good old days every once in a while for a few moments at a time and appreciating that they happen to you at all. But chances are if you're there thinking it too much, you're you're missing out on the present and your future. You need something to work towards, a reason to be alive essentially if you want the, the present to be as good as the past. And remember, being as good as the past doesn't mean the same as the past because that's a trap. And I can guarantee you if you get a little nostalgic and you think back and reflect a little bit, there's a lot of dark shit you've buried under there that you haven't remembered for a long time, which are probably still contributing to your current state of unhappiness and idleness. So fucking get that shit resolved. But thanks, everybody, so much for stopping by for the support. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, if you like it, like Romagna said there, just share it around. Again, if you guys want to, if you guys aren't subbed, you can just sub to my channel. Um, that helps a lot. Sharing it helps a lot. Leaving likes helps a lot. Uh, if you want to join, you know, if you want to do the two bucks or three bucks or to join um, to show support, you can. Not required. Not necessary. Not doing this for money. But yeah, this will this along with last week's episode will be up on Spotify tomorrow morning. I'll make sure they get up there. This will be a lot easier to put up there, kind of deal with YouTube's download bullshit. But I'll put that up there. And, uh, yeah, it'll be up here on the YouTube channel as well. Thanks, everybody, so much. Everybody take care of yourselves. And as always, my friends, keep it fucking real.